What? There was no need to be a fucking dick. What are you talking about? You were a dick. You were like, then answer then. You said you were on. I well, like I didn't have Skype actually like pulled up yet. Like it was. So just, you weren't I was on. on. The, like, I was on the fucking computer. And you were just. How long were you gonna sit there and not tell me you were ready? Because like, it's funny how you were ready as soon as I said, "Let me know when you're ready." I don't. So you weren't on then. Dude, I was fucking on the computer. I said, "Am ready," and then you said, you, "Am." You said, "Let me know when you're ready." I said, "Am ready." And I said, "Hold the fuck on, dude." No, you didn't. You said, "I'm on." Oh my god! On. Don't send me fucking pictures. It's like Harley gives them online with a stupid-looking smiley face. Well, I was just proving that you weren't on. Dude, this is why I hate potting with you. You suck. Why? You said you were on. Dude, I'm on right now. Am I not? Now you are. Okay, dude, let's just start. All right, go ahead. It's my turn? Yeah, it's your pick. Oh, I hate it. I don't even Hold know on. what episode it is. It's 27. All right. All right, are you ready yet? Mm-hmm. All right. What's up, guys? It is Carly here, bringing you episode 27 of the Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast. As always, I am joined by the homie, J-Pig. What is up, J-Pig? Why am I J-Pig? Because, dude, you're like a pig, and you're always looking at girls' butts, and, like, you're always eating too much. It's like it works both ways, kind of. (laughs) Uh, So, because I look at girls' butts, a harmless little thing, I'm all of a sudden J-Pig. Well, it's because you're so... It'd be okay if you were just glancing, but you're always like, look, dude, 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 look at her butt, or, like, look at her boobs, or... And I'm like, I don't care. I'm a girl. (laughs) Why can't you just learn to participate in those extracurricular activities? I just don't know what to say. Like, I don't... Like, I don't really relate. I don't really care about a butt too much. I mean, I don't even care about a guy's butt, let alone a female butt. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you see this nice little thing walking down the mall. Ew. And. <laughs> you act like you the, that's see what her, I, you, She got a big butt cheeks just, like, bouncing as she walks. and. Okay, oh, <laughs> pig, you're not making yourself look too good. What do um, you mean? <laughs> first of all, I hate when you say nice little thing. That sounds like you just think a girl is a body and nothing else. More or less. See, I'm attracted to, to faces and personality because that's the actual person. You are attracted to just, like, butt. And that's weird. So what you're saying is I have a great face and personality. No, I am not. (laughs) I'm not attracted to you at all. Why? I have a great face and personality. I did not say that. Now did I? Okay, whatever. I am sorry. I am J-Pig, apparently. Yes. I don't mind that nickname, honestly. I know, you love it, I can tell. <laughs> you get really giddy whenever I say it. You're like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> but, anyway, we are back, and, um, what's been new? Um, what have we been up to, Jay? Pig. JP? Um, well, first of all, uh, we're doing a Netflix film tonight. The Perfection. We are. 
which we'll get to in a little bit. But I do want to say, I think that there will be some spoilers. Yeah, it's really with hard this with review, this review, just because it's it's kind of like a couple of reveals throughout the film that like you, if you don't talk about the first one, you really can't talk about the rest of the movie, and uh-huh. it happens like you know thirty minutes into the film, so you kind of have to spoil it. So just letting you guys know that there will probably be spoilers, but. Besides that, um, I've been watching some stuff. I know we wrapped the 72 show, which should be out by the time this drops. You joined us on 22 Shots for the 1972 Top 10. You had fun that I doing did. that. Yeah, I had a really good time. It was probably probably one of my favorite like guest spot shows as far as having a really fun time goes. Especially on your like on your show, I think that was my favorite time guesting out of the what three times that I've been on there. Well, that's cool. Yeah, a lot of funny moments. Definitely recommend checking that one out. Yeah, and we also what else did we? Oh, so I've watched some stuff on streaming. Uh huh. So um, I had a free like month trial of the Boomerang channel streaming thing oh which boomerang that's like the cartoon network slash like warner brothers thing mm-hmm. and i hopped on there just to see you know i like trying stuff out especially like i don't know st- sometimes i want to watch like cartoons while i eat it's like something that yeah like i just I... want to throw on something small and disposable that i don't have to stare at the screen but it can be on in the background yeah, I always struggle to eat while watching a movie. Sometimes, like, like I normally watch YouTube, but, like, sometimes I'll actually not eat, like, not eat any of my food while I hunt for something to watch. <laughs> it's yeah, just like I my do. food's over there slowly getting cold because it's like, damn it, I can't find a damn thing. I do the same exact thing. <laughs> and, Ridiculous. uh, so the, the Boomerang app, which is streaming, obviously, there's some stuff on there. Uh, they have Courage the Cowardly Dog, which is horror-ish. And then also, I was getting into some Scooby-Doo. So they have a bunch of Scooby-Doo movies, as well as uh, Scooby-Doo Where Are You? Mm-hmm. Which is classic. I, I think most horror fans are familiar with Scooby-Doo Where Are You? Because it was, you know, lot. it was like fodder for early horror lovers. Um being a child, I used to watch Scooby-Doo all the time, and uh, I think a lot of people did. And and you know what's crazy is it came out like decades before I was born. Yeah. But it still was like popular even when I was a kid. So, and I'm sure when you were a kid, it was still probably pretty popular. Oh yeah, there was always reruns and new. You know, series. it's not yeah. So- there was like new versions of it too. Yeah, there was What's New Scooby-Doo, which I didn't mind that either. There's some atrocious new versions of it, I know, that like suck and have bad animation <laughs> or voice acting. But, yeah, I wasn't a, you know, my favorite was definitely the originals, which, you know, when you're a kid, like, I didn't realize how old they were until mm-hmm. later in life. Like, eh, it's crazy. These came out, like, in the late 60s and 70s, and mm-hmm. you don't really notice that with cartoons. But, yeah, I definitely enjoyed me some Scooby-Doo in my time. Yeah. Um, and then I also watched, um, they had a bunch, like, I didn't realize how many Scooby-Doo movies there are, like, made for, you know, direct-to-video movies and things, mm. but there's, like, 30 or something. 
Um, and I've seen, you know, a couple of them, the earliest ones, like Scooby-Doo meets the Boo Brothers and the Reluctant Werewolf and, um, Ghoul School. I think those were, like, kind of my three favorites. Um, but Mm. I also like the one from the 90s, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, which I think is probably the best one that I've seen. You ever see that? I'm not sure. I can't. It, it's what, it's actually good. Like I, I would like to watch it again, but I used to watch it all the time. I love that one. And then, mm-hmm. um, what else? They had, uh, <laughs> I watched this old Johnny quest movie from like 95 that I hadn't seen literally probably since like around when it aired, but I remembered it a little bit. It's called like Johnny quest versus the cyber insects or something like that. And it's like, there's these giant bugs and stuff, and it was pretty cool. And that's kind of like a little horror-ish too, but I watched that whole movie, <laughs> which is pretty cool. And and I would like to kind of get into some of the other... I just, I'm just curious to see, like, what... Because there was a, so many Scooby-Doo movies, and I, I think like The Reluctant Werewolf was one of my favorites, because it's like, basically wacky races. <laughs> um, but... I want to see, like, where, like, what, I might watch a couple more of the movies just to see, like, where they went and, like, how the quality differed from what I grew up with. Um, Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so I I checked that out. It's only $5 a month. It's honestly worth it if you're into old, like, because I also got it for Looney Tunes because I've been, I've been playing this (laughs) Looney Tunes game on my phone. And I've been, like, really nostalgic for Looney Tunes lately, and I was like, man, I haven't watched Looney Tunes in forever. I love Looney Tunes, so um, all the old Merry Melodies cartoons and stuff, uh, little shorts, I started watching some of those, too, so pretty so cool. This? You said it's just called, like, the Boomerang? It's, I think string? it's just Boomerang, and it's, you know, I, I think some people will be familiar with, there used to be a channel on TV called Boomerang. Yeah. And it was just like mainly like the. It's so funny. When that channel first existed, it was all like really old. It was like Yogi Bear and the Flintstones mm-hmm. and um, Magilla Gorilla and Pink Panther and Quick Draw McGraw and stuff. And then like I looked at it like a couple years ago and it's like stuff that came out in like 98. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this has really changed. Yeah, because I. Like, it's unfortunate. Cartoon Network, I think... I don't really watch TV anymore, but I just remember in high school flipping to Cartoon Network, and it was just pure trash, all the shows that are on there nowadays. And I used to wish, like... Because I knew about... You know, I would watch Boomerang sometimes, but those were still, back then, the older shows. And I always wished there was, like, a happy medium where they played the 90s Cartoon Network shows on there, too. So Mm. it's kind of weird that they've done that. I wish Cartoon Network would just, like go back to playing old reruns and stuff like that. Yeah, too, I have but... no idea what's even on cartoons. Yeah, I don't either at this days. point. I, I just know. I think that I still watch Cartoon Network the Toonami thing at night on like uh. Saturdays, which is um they show the Dragon Ball Super on there. Mm-hmm. Which I, I I'm kinda of far behind on now, but I was keeping up with it for a little bit. Um but that's it. Like I don't I don't think I've I mean, Adult Swim, I would throw on every once in a while. But, yeah. uh, man, I, I, that was pretty much it. Uh, so, I also watched, streaming-wise, on Netflix, 
there was a new series that came out called the hell was it called do you remember um there's been a few i don't remember you even telling me you watched the series yeah i did wait wait um <laughs> um yeah you did i forget what the hell was it called it, the was it what society was it maybe it was something like that I'll, I'll look it up in a minute here but um it was all right i i really liked it it, it basically follows these kids and they are graduated high school and they're going to like this final like class trip or something on a bus and they all kind of fall asleep and they wake up and they're back in their hometown and the bus driver is all like, yo, like there was a problem with the road, blah, blah, blah. We had to turn around and come back and they're all bombed and stuff. And then they get out of the bus and they go into the town and then the town is completely abandoned. Like there's no adults anywhere. So it's just all these kids and it's basically just them acting wild, partying, like, going, you know, having fun once they realize there's no adults. And then, um, eventually, they decide, well, we need to, it's been a couple days, like, we need to go see what's up. So they drive, they go to drive out of the town, and the road is engulfed in, like, woods. So the road just kind of ends. And mm. they're like, huh, this is weird. So they take a group and decide to like hike through the woods and somebody gets bit by a snake dies. So like, they're like, Holy crap. Like one of us died and they, um, realized that like, they can't really get out. Um, and it's more of like a, it, there's a lot of like teen drama esque stuff going on. Mm. Uh, like this dude likes this chick and like this chick, you know, is with this abusive dude. But, I mean, they don't focus on that 100%. Like, there is, like, some actually, you know, darker stuff. And it's, like, about decision-making. Like, one side of the group wants to only uh, eat, like, this amount. Like, they want to ration food. The other people are like, dude, like, you're not going to control the food. Like, just let everybody eat what they want. And, you know, they realize as time goes on that they're, like, running out of stuff and that they need to figure out a plan to like be a society like to sort of come together they they have like an election and like somebody gets um murdered and then they have like a they like decide to have a trial to see if this person's like guilty it's it's essentially like i forget what i compared it to um it's sort of like a like lord of the flies and yeah. like lost type thing um but with also, you know, um, like this, these teen elements added to it, it's pretty good. I watched the whole thing in like just two days. Um, I think there was like 10 or 12 episodes kind of ended a little like, I'm like, man, <laughs> I don't feel like waiting a year to watch that. I don't know if I'm going to, um, when it comes back, but it was, I don't know if it'll get even continued. Cause I haven't really heard anybody talk about it. Is it called the society? Did you look it up for me while I was talking? Oh no! Come on, Sorry. amateur. Well, you said you were gonna. You said you were gonna look it up I later, so maybe you, you shouldn't lie. I meant you are. Well, like maybe you shouldn't lie to people and say that was that. just my like cue to tell you to do it. Hold on, dude. Get good at podcasting. Dude, I'm great. It is a society. Ooh. Okay, cool. Okay, but um, well, like any. But I, yeah. um, I want. Okay, go on. Good. What? what? What were you gonna say? I s nothing. I was going to bring up a whole new thing. Like, were you going to add to that? 
no, I was just going to say it was pretty good to check it out. But if you're not, like, because Mike Merriman kept saying, like, is it, like, CW? And I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is, dude. And he, like, basically explained, like, teen drama. And I'm just like, kind of. I'm like, what? I don't, I don't know. Like, stuff like that doesn't bother me. I've never, like, I guess that has, like, a negative connotation to it. Like, people look down upon drama stuff with teenagers. I don't know. I've always kind of gravitated towards, like, like t- I want my TV shows to be dr- like I don't know like I feel like most shows are like dramatic yeah I don't know I don't know if I would like it or not shut up what taking Mike Merriman's side I'm not t- I said I don't know if I'd like it or not that was a neutral side whatever okay dude but I was just going to say that I started watching the first three episodes of like Santa Clarita Diet just to see how it oh, is and I yeah Honestly, I wasn't... I'm not too into it. No. Yeah. It's just, like, it kind of... It's, like, more of the same, and the comedy just doesn't hit like it did before, so that's kind of unfortunate, but... Yeah, it seems like the show kind of fizzled out, and it makes sense that they didn't renew it. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, I also checked out a movie called Mercy Black on Netflix, which was just kind of a pretty generic sort of... Slenderman-esque film. Now, was that a Netflix film or just a film on Netflix? Um, I think it... I think... It it was Blumhouse. Um, Okay. So, not... Probably not for Netflix. I don't know. Yeah, but... Um, It was a new movie, but I just decided to check it out, but I didn't think it was anything really special. I know that uh, new Creepshow show is supposed to come out soon... Uh, the yeah. Twilight Zone show came out on Prime, or no, CBS All Access, I believe, which I've heard pretty much mostly mediocre things about, uh, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Um, what else? Can, the, there's a couple of Shutter exclusives that are films that actually had releases last year. Um, I feel like Shutter isn't going as hard as they did last year, but it's probably because they're working on like the Creep Show show and stuff like that, so probably like yeah because of this yeah like by this time it's like we had movies like dead shack and um revenge mm-hmm. and stuff it seemed like came out pretty early on shutter but they still just have the uh 2018 releases kind of coming out so hopefully by the end of the year we'll get some more yeah i think the i want to see that boar which i i think did come out last yeah. year maybe but it i like killer pig movies so um which i assume that's that that's what that is uh-huh. Um, what else came out on Shutter? There was another one, another exclusive. Um. um oh, there's that new podcast on there too with Elijah Wood. But um, oh, the Night Shifter—that's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to check that out. Yeah, I do want to. I, I I haven't heard anybody talk about it. But they yeah, also had the Ranger come out too, which was a last year film. Mm-hmm. They had that Lizzie Borden movie that came out earlier this year. I don't know. We'll, maybe we'll check out some more Shutter stuff. We've kind of been. We talked about how we were like doing nothing but Shutter, but now it's like we're doing nothing but Netflix again. I think our last like three episodes were Netflix. Yeah, which is good. We're Netflix and chill. Uh. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So what did we do? To did you? Is that all you had for the? streaming watches yeah that's pretty i've like been checking netflix every once in a while to see if there's anything new and i think there are 
maybe a few things, but like, mm. you know, I keep trying to check it to see if there's anything really interesting. But well, that's I always I know when Netflix puts out a new thing, if it's good or not, because you start hearing buzz about it. Like I already heard like a bunch about perfect, the perfection before I saw it. Oh God. Yeah. um oh i know that haguza hagasa the film we did on 22 shots just dropped on shutter recent like a couple days ago. yeah i just i just saw that there that's pretty cool i guess i'll check that one out yeah definitely it's good um so what did we do to dizzle uh to dizzle we went to a convention my very first ever convention yeah, I mean, it was my, like, I've been to, of course, still CityCon around here, but that's more of a just pop culture convention for pretty much anyone to go to. It's not necessarily a horror convention, so this was also technically my first horror convention as well, which was pretty cool, I Yeah, must it's say. a smaller convention. It's not, like, a massive one, like, you know, Horror Hound or like a Fangoria one or days of the dead or whatever, like the huge ones that you hear about this one or like cinema wasteland. This one is sort of a small, like Pittsburgh thing. And what was it? What's it actually called? Um, they call it living dead weekends. Yeah. And they do it every year. I think they do it in a different location as well, but this one, it's also cool because it's actually at the Monroeville mall, which of course is the dawn of the dead mall. And, you know, instead of being there's a convention center in Monroeville, which is where Still CityCon is held, and that's right next to the mall. But they actually host this one in the mall, and um, yeah, it was just cool. in a small little section. We kind of like half-heartedly went into this, where you had just went out of your way and bought like the tickets, but we didn't do like any like the VIP stuff or like they were doing like tours talking about you know, the different filming locations and they actually, I'm super bummed about this, but they actually were screening Dawn of the Dead in 3d at the movie theater next to the, in the mall. So I'm bummed that we didn't get to do that, but the tickets were sold out and I really wasn't aware they were doing that when you, I don't think it was announced when you bought the ticket or I'm not sure. Yeah. It was like an extra thing that came Yeah, like probably last month or something that they, added to it they also did creep show i believe but um yeah i mean and you know the tour thing it's like when i bought the tickets there was a bunch of different tickets it was just like oh here's a friday pass a saturday pass a full weekend pass and all that and i kind of just went with the uh saturday only pass yeah because one you had to convince me to actually do this because i'm I'm known to sort of not want to do things all the time um, so I, you were kind of like probably a little pumping the brakes on it and, you know, just want like, let's just sample this and see what you think. Exactly. Um, so yeah, we didn't get the, we did, we didn't, you know, fully jump headfirst in. We kind of dipped our toe a little bit and we, you know, just went to today, which was Saturday. Um, and we, we went, I think we would get there about like one or something. Yeah. And we stayed a couple hours. Um, so when we first got there, it was a little weird cause we were like, where do we go? And then it's like down, like way down, I think where the like fountain was, um, that was in Dawn of the Dead. Um, I believe that's kind of where the location up on the top floor. Um, and they had some like Q and a slash like panel things. I thought the sound was a little bad in there, so it wasn't like the easiest to like take in. 
um, mm-hmm. and we didn't really participate in any of that. But when we first got there, the first thing that we did after we bought got our wristband was there was actually a dude who like kind of just grabbed us and was like, hey, you want to hear about my convention coming up? Mm-hmm. And he basically told us about this convention that he's putting on in Gettysburg, which is like four hours away from us. Um, and we actually might go to that in august or september at the end of august it's like it's um Memorial, it's labor day weekend labor day. yeah so, so we're gonna, uh, yeah the end of august we're gonna try to do that because that actually seems pretty fun they, they they're doing a couple of cool things so we might check that out um but after that we kind of you know got you know there's a little bit of uh it's like a lot to take in at first because there's like a ton of people everywhere but um we eventually calmed down and, and decided to just check some stuff out and we went into a few different um, areas and the first thing we did, which kind of eased us in a little bit, was we just started checking out some merchandise. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went into this little area, and th- this guy had like a ton of like small, like eleven by seventeen, maybe a little bigger than that posters, and they were you know not that expensive. They were like ten bucks each, and you know just mo- basically movie posters but small smaller prints but there was a couple of them that had like this almost like chrome like shiny look to them and i just really liked them yeah and there was you know there was like a million of them so we really did we spent like a good amount of time going through those and that definitely um definitely o- over a couple thousand of them yeah there like there was even more on the freaking floor that we didn't go through and some of them were repeats but then you go through one box and you find one random one that's really cool that you didn't see before so you kind yeah. of felt like you had to go through them all but we didn't go through the ones on the floor but uh but we did go through like a lot of them and we we each found some cool ones like i wanted to mm-hmm. buy all of them but i didn't want to spend you know 120 dollars on posters but yeah when we first got there yeah uh i bought a Friday thir- a couple Friday the 13th ones. Uh, my main goal was to find a Dream Warriors one, just because I, I love the Dream Warriors poster. Uh, event- eventually found... Like, I only wanted the Chrome ones, because they look cooler. Um, eventually found a Dream Warriors one, and uh, I bought a Jason Goes to Hell, a Friday the 13th Part 7 new blood poster and then also a jason takes manhattan all all of them have like the chrome shiny look and uh yeah (laughs) i was like i i i i I don't know i kind of gravitated towards the later jason films just because the posters actually look cool like the the movies are one thing but the posters look way cooler than like part two yeah and i mean i got Friday one poster, which I've always which liked does one. look awesome in that like metallic look. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite one. And then I got a Child's Play one. I've always just kind of liked that poster with the uh, you know girl falling out the window. And, and it looks really good in that particular like shiny mm-hmm. look. Like it looks a lot better. Yeah, and then I also grabbed the Psycho two one. It's also got the shininess. It's not as cool looking as the other ones, but I've you know I'm a big fan of that. I iconic shining two uh poster and scene psycho so, two. so oh sorry psycho two <laughs> shining um, two yeah that was weird um but yeah i uh i got those three there was also some more that i would have grabbed but once again i didn't want to waste Spend, all my money yeah. like there was a sleep boy camp one i really kind of wanted there was a phantasm one i almost grabbed but they didn't have any of them the cool chromeness and i just thought it was kind of yeah. uh a disservice to not get it with that cool 
shine to it. So yeah, because you can get that. a regular Phantasm poster anywhere. Yeah, exactly. But um, they did have Phantasm two and three in that sort mm-hmm. of look. Um, I was I was I want they had a Hellraiser one that I wanted too, but mainly I wanted the Elm Street ones. They had all the Elm Streets as well, except for Freddy's Dead. They had the first five. Um, with that shiny look, and I think I saw all of the Friday the Thirteenth as well, um, even Freddy vs Jason, I believe. So like everything up to I think all of them except for the remake, which um, part six looked really neat, yeah. and uh, part part five was a little weak, but that, that poster is weird looking in general. Mm. Um, part three was cool, but yeah, I, I, if I ever see that guy again selling those, I would totally buy more. Um, I just didn't want to spend all my money right there in, in the first five minutes. So I did get a couple, though, and I'm pretty happy. I'm stupid as fuck, though, because the smart thing would have been to buy, like, a Halloween 3 poster and then go, you know, talk to the people. You know, there's somebody that we'll mention in a second that was in Halloween 3 and get him to sign the cool Chrome one. But I just was I didn't know. I didn't think ahead. I don't know. We were yeah. kind of ill-prepared for this. You were more prepared for, than me. I didn't take a single thing to get signed. Like, I have all these fancy Blu-rays, and hell, I, I even have posters of of some of these films, and I didn't take anything to get signed. So next time, I'm going to be a lot smarter about this. Um, so after that, we kind of walked around there a little bit more, and we start noticing, like, there's a ton... Like, they, I mean, this was a dawn of the dead like reunion essentially pretty much mm. got as many people that they could that was in dawn of the dead like all the different zombies and a couple of land of the dead people a couple of night of living dead people that are you know there's not very many alive anymore but you know and um and and some creep show people too and uh yeah. it was just funny to walk around like one room had like all these like oddity people from dawn of the dead just like, you know, axe zombie or like scope zombie, yeah. like just these, uh, you know, people that were in like one scene, but it, you know, it's cool. It's cool because that's what the point of this particular, like if you just saw that dude at a random convention, you'd be like, what the hell? But like, because it's, yeah, and it's it, I was just, it's cool that they actually can find all these people and get them to come together for a, a reunion. It's like a family reunion, you know? Yeah, I mean, these people shot this film together mm-hmm. 40 years ago or whatever, and, and it's kind of cool to see them all kind of back again. And and, and that was neat. So uh, after that, we went to another room, and um, we kind of looked around a little bit and then we checked out another room and then we went, okay, we're, we see the uh, sort of the main players, which was probably Tom Savini. That's, he's always one of the biggest ones, but Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen Tom Savini so many times being from Pittsburgh. Like he get, I mean, I I graduated from his school and he gave a speech at my school. So it's like, and then we see him all the time at that drive in. He's just kind of like a local figure, but yet, We've never actually kind of walked up to him. And yeah, it's like, I don't even like want to bother him because he's like, he's from here. It's just like, I don't know. It's just different. You know what I mean? It's like, I yeah. feel like at any time I can meet him and talk to him or whatever. And plus it's a little intimidating because you hear stories about him. Um, certain people perceiving him as not so nice sometimes. And 
I think we've both kind of mentioned that we don't want to sort of taint any experience uh, with Tom. Yeah, and he just and he just has that look to him, like not cocky or anything. It's just intimidating because you could tell he's really confident in his work, and he just kind of sits there and he, you know, he's one of those guys that he look. You know, that's Tom Savini. He just always has that look to him, (laughs) where you see some other famous people and they're old, older now, and they just look like regular people, but it's like. Oh, there's Tom Savini. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tom Savini was there, but then like the two other big people, I would say, um, was also you know in in Creep Show and The Fog, uh, and those two people were Adrian Barbo and Tommy Motherfucking Atkins, who is somebody that I really like. I love Tom Atkins, and um. We were like, okay, let's let's meet Adrian <clears throat> Barbo, and you wanted to get her to sign your Fog VHS. Um, I didn't really have anything that I wanted signed. I'm I'm really not a huge Fog fan, but I would have kind of I have that same VHS you have. That I think like it's cool. I think you either get like a really cool Blu-ray signed or like a VHS. Like I feel like DVD isn't yeah. like the best thing nowadays. Yeah, it's like I have my. <clears throat> it's like I have my um. That TCM freaking, you know, generic TCM2 DVD signed by Bill Mosley. And I almost regret, like, I wish I had something different mm-hmm. signed by him. Because it's just, like, it's not, like, the Scream Factory or anything cool. It's just that. But Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a complete, complete moron. Because I have that Dawn of the Dead Ultimate Edition that I got George Romero to sign when I met him. Uh-huh. And I didn't bring it. Like, that, I would have definitely got Tom Savini to sign that if I was if I had that, you know what I mean? Um, so that's a little unfortunate, but I, I do think I'll have an opportunity to do that again in the future. As long as he doesn't die suddenly. I mean, he, <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. I mean, he goes to still, like I saw him at steel city con before too. And I also, you know, I brought things that he's done as well. And I, I could have had the opportunity to get him to sign it, but I just didn't. And yeah, we know, also didn't we, really we, put money away for this either. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of came at a bad time for both of us, but um, <laughs> yeah. So next time we'll be a little bit more prepared. Uh, but one person that you know we got in the Adrian Barbeau line, um, and she just looks awesome still. You know, she you know obviously is older, but she still looks so similar to what she always looked like. She has the same cool. hairstyle yeah. from like the eighties. It's kind of funny, but yeah. Um, but she's she was super nice. Um, and then, uh, well, oh, we got in her line <laughs> and we waited for like 15 minutes and the lines were real short because, you know, it, it's, um, not a massive convention and, uh, it's funny. Like we were like, I don't know, two spots away and she had to go do photo ops. So <laughs> we were like, uh, oh, damn it. <laughs> but luckily we didn't wait too long anyway, but she, she was like, I'll be like 15 minutes. So we decided mm-hmm. to go get in Tom Atkins line because yeah. it was right next to it and we were in Tom Atkins line and then we're like two away and the same thing happens. Um, yeah, but, but we that, just decided to wait there. It was not a pain at all. It was, it was actually kind of fun to sit there and talk a little bit and stuff. So, um, Tom Atkins comes back with Sean Clark, who I'm a big fan of. He's done the horrors hollowed grounds, um, for, uh, horror hound magazine, as well as, the Scream Factory and other DVD bonus features where he revisits the locations of, you know, famous movies like that horror hound that I just got, Carly. Um, he mm. did Children of the Corn for that one. 
obviously cool. revisited locations. And I think the videos are way better than the print magazine because it's like really kind of hard to see because they fit so many images on the page that it's like they're really tiny. Mm. But really cool dude. And we talked to him a little bit about his Horrors Holograms. He gave me some free stickers and stuff. Um, and I bought a poster of Creepshow because <laughs> I didn't have anything to get signed. Um, so I bought a poster and then we talked to Tom Atkins for a minute. He's like 80 something. Yeah, he, I looked it up. He was 83 and I was kind of shocked by that because honestly, he looks pretty freaking good. I, I pretty damn was, good for 83. Yeah. He's moving like, around he and talking and he's, he's such a nice, like, then you just feel like welcome. Like welcomed yeah, he was by so him. friendly, and he's like, you know, when he had to do the photo op, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, everybody, and he's like walking past us, and then he comes back, and he's like still saying like, oh, sorry about that, guys, to like all of us, and then, yeah, he was a very, very friendly guy, easily one of the nicer people. I mean, every person I've met so far has been really nice, but he was like the most, I didn't feel really nervous He just nervous felt or like anything. really inviting, like, I, yeah. I, did, I felt like he like genuinely was just like real genuine, like was cool with us, and you know, it didn't seem like he was annoyed to be there, which I always yeah. appreciate. Cause, and listen, I'm not saying that people who do these conventions shouldn't ever feel that way because I person, I was telling you this in the car. I personally feel like I would not be good at this. Like, I feel like by like five, six hours in, I'd just be like, yeah, dude, like fucking get your gross beard off of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like you have to sign so many signatures, your hand's going to hurt and then they're all going to. Then you got those people that want to talk to you for like 20 minutes and you know the other people in line are probably getting annoyed and mm -hmm. I, I don't think I could handle it for that yeah, long. Yeah, I try to be as brief as possible, you know. I'm just happy to meet the person essentially and it's like mm -hmm. a memory that I'm I'm holding on to, you know what I mean? Like, So I, I really like that and Tom Atkins, we got a picture with him, which I am really happy. I usually look fucking terrible in pictures. Like, like my Adam Green picture is awful, and I use it as my icon for Letterbox. But, like, <laughs> I just do that because I might put... Maybe I'll crop you out and put me and Mr. Atkins on there. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm so glad I met Tom Atkins because, like, he's... he, You know, he's from Pittsburgh, and also he is 82 or 83 you know what i mean like he's probably not going to do these conventions too much longer so i'm very happy to like meet him like i that like i've never like i don't know like you you know that obviously like robert england is so awesome and kane hodder and stuff like that but i really fucking like tom atkins man i like everything that he's in i always like him as a character um that's why i always say like tommy motherfucking atkins because he just <laughs> seems so badass and like I just really fucking like him, so I'm very happy to to meet him, and I'll definitely hold on to that for a while because that that was that was cool, man. And yeah, and it's... I honestly was happy that I did because at first I was like, I don't even know if I want to like, you know, I was like almost like scared to actually go and stand in line and get an autograph or something. Like I don't know, it just seemed like not something I wanted to do. But after I did it, I was like, I I could do this more. Yeah, like, I really enjoy meeting these people that aren't really that big, or maybe they were big at one point, but they're not that big anymore. That's my favorite people to meet, because as much as I would love to meet someone like Robert England, I, I just know I would be so nervous and overly intimidated by it, and these people just are so welcoming and happy to meet their small fan group. I mean, Tom Atkins probably has a bigger fan base than some other people, but, I mean, I just always really enjoy it, and like you said, it's our memory, so... 
Yeah, and and people often complain about like you know paying the money for the autographs and stuff like that. But like, I'm happy to support these people. These people gave me so much entertainment throughout my life that like I want them to be able to make a living off of it. Like that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's fucking great, man. I want to pay people to do that. Um, and like the only thing that about it that's a little annoying is like I want to get all of you guys' autographs, but I only have like sixty bucks to spend. So you know <laughs> what I mean. I'm not gonna go spend like two hundred bucks right now because I would feel like I would feel like that's just too much money to spend on autographs. Like, which is why but, we put Tom Savini on the back. Burner. Yeah, exactly. So, um, like that's the worst part of it is that it just you don't want you don't have it that much to spend but like there's a few people that i really want like i want to meet reggie banister i know you do as well that that's my number cool. one person really? as of now that i want to meet yeah him and, and i would like to meet brad duraf those are like my two big dude brad duraf would want. be awesome uh, my big yeah. one is probably robert england i don't know if i'll ever get a chance to i know he's pretty expensive too but it's just because mm. like it's fucking freddy you know what i mean yeah i mean yeah this is such a huge pretty cool but um they had this dude walking around dressed up like pretty good quality makeup for like jason and jason eight he looked just like jason eight and um yeah it was pretty cool seeing him should have got a picture with him but there was too many people i didn't want to bother him there was a bunch of little kids getting pictures with him too so it was like "Uh." yeah there's this little fucker walking around with this poster and he's just getting all he's like asking everybody to sign it for free which they did but i'm just like you fucker i was like that somebody that's probably somebody's dad somebody's dad or that kid's dad probably is like now take this around and just put on these sad eyes and ask people to sign it yeah like the like that kid i can't see that kid being like a huge diehard fan of all these people yeah (laughs) like his dad was probably like now listen i love tommy atkins get over there and and like i think tom like tom atkins is even like are you are you like just shopping in the mall or are you, the, <laughs> yeah, did you actually like, like the join the convention? Like he was actually questioning him. It was funny. Yeah, I didn't look to see if that kid had a wristband or not. He actually did. I, I checked when it, cause he then came up to Adrian Barbeau and was standing by me and trying I actually to, did check. trying to skip us. Yeah, he did have a wristband, so I'll give him okay. that. But yeah, um, then we went and walked around a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I think our final thing we did was we went and got, we bought a shirt. We went and checked out. Oh no, I went and I met the guy who made the Alfred, uh, Albert Fish documentary. Um, and he made like the SS Holmes documentary and like a couple of other documentaries and like wrote a bunch of books on serial killers and stuff. And I met him and bought his, I, I just was going to buy his DVD because I was like, um, I, I like that. I seen it on Netflix years ago. I remember telling you about it. And mm-hmm. I, I really like that documentary. I went to pick it up when I was doing my Horror 101 segment on the podcast where I would review documentaries. And it was like like 20-some bucks. And I was like, no, not for a DVD. <laughs> but um, this guy had uh, sealed copies there. And I was like, I was like, sure, yeah. yeah you know, I, I've, I've wanted to pick this up for a while, so I'll buy it. And he cracked it open and signed it for me and, and talked to me for a little bit. So that was pretty cool. I didn't expect it's only 10 bucks for that, that disc and his signature. Thought that was a pretty solid thing. Yeah. Um, 
then we went and talked to this other dude who was selling t-shirts and, and they were really cool designs. Um, and I wanted this Hellraiser one so bad. Um, cause it, it, I just, I love the images on it, but, um, he didn't have any in my size, which he was so confident that he did it first. I was bummed. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, uh, I'll get the, which one I, I was like, ah, which one should I get? And I just decided to go with basket case just cause it was like obscure. So I got a basket case shirt. It was a really yeah, nice I, shirt. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I, of course, I just got a Jason shirt. I mean, I don't really... Only horror shirts are own are Jaws and the two Halloween shirts. So I've been trying to, like, mix it up. I don't want to buy any more Halloween shirts. And I thought the Jason one was pretty nifty, so I grabbed that one as well. Yeah, and we had our 22-shot shirts on, too, so that was cool. Yeah, we're geez. Um, so yeah, that was pretty much it, you know, and then we, we left, um, we didn't stay too long, you know, a couple hours, um, but it was fun. Three and a half. I had a lot of fun. I loved meeting the people I met. I loved the stuff that I picked up. So I overall very happy and I want to do it again. That was like, that was the perfect like toe dip for me. You know what I mean? Cause I've always wanted to go Mm -hmm. to a convention, but like not like, it's also like not really my cup of tea. So it was like, because this one was like a little smaller scaled, I enjoyed it a lot more, I think, so, um, as my first one, but I'm looking forward to checking out more. Yeah, it definitely exceeded my expectations, too. I really didn't know what to expect, but um, I had a really fun time, and that was actually my first time even inside that mall, oddly enough. It's only an hour away from us, and I've never really been there, and it's pretty easy to get to, so, but mm-hmm. I would definitely go back to that convention, and next time we should totally try to you know get the better tickets the better passes, oh yeah and totally check out the other stuff. and i'm totally gonna put money away for it too because like mm-hmm. i figure like next summer um we could try to hit you know a couple of conventions and you know space them out a little bit and, and do it that way um, yeah but yeah definitely definitely looking forward to that again and oh, now geez. let me ask you do they just like do dawn of the dead every year or is that just like a special thing that they did what play the movie or no like the uh, it's like the dawn of the dead themed <laughs> i think that's i think it is um the same type of see i've never really looked into it in the past i've always seen the events like on facebook and things like that pop up and just never really checked it out and this was the first time i kind of went in and looked on the website but i'm pretty sure it always is kind of <laughs> uh that, that sort of theme just because obviously it's the dawn of the dead mall mm-hmm. but I don't know if they get the same, if they do a reunion or what, or what's so funny, buddy? Well, I forgot about one of the funniest parts of this <laughs> adventure. <laughs> um, there, John Russo was there who wrote um, the screenplay for Night of the Living Dead and also did the film Midnight, which I actually really liked from 82 when we were covering 82 moves on the last year's podcast. Um, and like, I'm just like walking by his table and, like I seen he had scripts there for like midnight and he was just telling me like, you know, what it, what he had there. And I think he, he just did a new movie that was on like prime or something. And like, mm-hmm. he's just like in the middle of telling me and he's like, and like, I had smelled something and I'm like, dude, I was like, I didn't know if it was John Russo or like what I was just like, man, this fucking stinks over here. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden he just got this weird look on his face. And he just stopped it mid-sentence. He's like, whoo, something stinks. <laughs> and he said, like, something smells or something. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and it was just so damn funny because it was like, 
<laughs> I felt like I thought it was him too at first. And yeah, I was like, I that felt... can't possibly be him because that's not just like old man smell. That's like a odor just, that just appeared here. And no, it's like not somebody going literally away. had to poop themselves. Like there's <laughs> yeah, no it way it was not a fart. Like it smelled so bad. Like straight. Like 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 literally feces. And I'm just like, oh my god. I like I like bolted out of there and like ran down the hall because I couldn't take it. And I was just like. Man, John Russo probably thought that was me for a second, and I thought it was him for a second, and I'm just like, man, like, I'm trying to leave because this dude smells. <laughs> and and then, then, we, I mean, we came back, and it smelled fine, so obviously. Yeah. Dude, that yeah. was horrendous. And it, it's like I didn't see any little kids or babies around either, so I just feel like a grown man just like... <laughs> Like, crapped himself. I don't Dude, know. Dude, that was fucking nasty, bro. Yeah, that, that was a memory, though. That was, in itself, that was funny. Yeah. So, that was the convention. Yeah. It was fun. Definitely. Yeah, we'll definitely be checking out more in the future, because it was, it was a success. Ugh, success. Okay, well, Jeremy. Seeds. What? Success. Yeah. Anyway, you ready to get into our feature review of the night. The what? Are you ready oh, to get the into the feature review of the night? Yeah, dude. I thought it was like we're covering the night. What is that? Oh my god, dude. All like right. the, okay, I guess that didn't really make sense because it could be people could be listening to this yeah, in the morning. You're dumb. But, okay, whatever, dude. Anyway. So yeah, we um are covering the perfection. Um this is a movie that's of course, came on Netflix recently, and uh, it was getting a lot of buzz. Um, I yeah, mean, I saw the big headline was like, the new Netflix movie is making people vomit. Which is very reminiscent to Veronica of last year. Yeah. With all that. And um, it was actually, again, like Austin kind of brought this one up to me, and then I started looking into it and saw all these, uh, you know, different headlines. And I was just like, oh, gosh, like this is probably overdramatic once again, just trying to. So Netflix movie, which it's whatever. It gets people t- to at least watch the stuff. So, uh, you know, I don't have too many complaints with that. But, mm. you know, so the perfection, um, the plots on good old IMDb is when troubled musical prodigy Charlotte seeks out Elizabeth, the new star pupil of her former school. The encounter sends both musicians down a sinister path of shocking consequences. That was horrible, but... I mean, that's actually a pretty good, uh, I guess, summary to not give away a whole bunch of stuff there. Yeah, so again, we're probably going to be spoiling a little bit of this, but uh, mm-hmm. the film essentially opens up with a couple of musicians. Right? Yeah, celloists, right? Cellists. Cellists, whatever. The pr- pro- proper pronunciation is cellists. Pretty sure, dude. You know, no, I, I just made that up. Cello. <laughs> You're like musicians, <laughs> like questioning. Okay, but yeah, so you got these two girls, and uh, the one, do you know, the main girl is the girl from Get Out. I did, actually. Yeah. Both of tell. them looked very familiar, but it turned out I only knew the one. Yeah, like it was driving me crazy for a little bit, and I knew she looked very familiar, and then I looked up and I was like, oh, it's a chick from Get Out. The other girl didn't really look like anyone to me but mm. anyway yeah you got these two girls and um they are at this school and the one girl she like used to go 
to the school and she's like kind of known as being this prodigy and then the other girl's just kind of like this big fan pretty much she's like oh i've looked up to your work and all that and uh they kind of like take a liking to each other and they um you know they do a performance together and then uh like i said they They like each other hang out and then like they clearly there's like definitely like some sexual chemistry going on like sexual tension they i'm not exactly sure like why you feel that but did you feel it like right away yeah yeah i don't know what it is but it was actually you could kind of tell that something was going to happen before anything happened yeah and um so they you know they hang out and then they sleep together um, mm. A little lesbian action. You do see some boobs, which I am a fan of, as I am JPEG. Um, <laughs> that you are. And I love lesbians. Yeah, That's you kind do. That's thing as well. Pride, mm-hmm. Pride Month. Go Pride Month. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, basically, um, after that, you know, they, they kind of take a liking to each other. And the uh, black girl, the new girl... The, the one who is sort of uh, the new up-and-comer. She mm-hmm. says that... I forget where she says she's going, but she's going to, like... she She's, like, there for two weeks, and she wants... I forget. I don't remember exactly either, but it's, like, she wants to uh, travel to this place and kind of... I don't... Did she even have a destination? I thought she was kind of like, oh, I'm... No, she did. She did. She just kind of said they were, like, roughing it and weren't really being fancy about just taking buses and finding all these ways to get to where they wanted to go. But yeah, she wants to go to somewhere. She just wants to explore wherever country they're in. Yeah. Before like she has to go back home or whatever. Yeah. Cause her, you know, history, the, the, what she's doing being, you know, this famous sort of like up and coming, like prodigy, uh, like this super, you know, coveted school mm. is probably like all mu- music 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 like just that's all you do so she has sort of these couple days to relax and sort of take a break so she wants to like see the area um so before they leave they see this guy like puking in the hallway and they the girl mentions something about how like a um there's a What'd she say? There's a there's a some sort of um, virus going around that's like extremely contagious by the air. It's like an yeah. airborne type thing, so they're kind of freaked out by it because obviously you could you could easily catch something like that. Yeah, and right away I'm like, okay, so this is a um, infection film. Mm-hmm. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a, a tease for something coming up later. Um, so they, she, you know, the, the young prodigy girl, um, essentially invites the older, like, I don't know how, what, do they have names? Cause it's like Charlotte and Elizabeth. Charlotte's the, uh, um, wait. Yeah. Charlotte's the one who was the old prodigy and Elizabeth's the up and coming one. Okay. So Elizabeth, um, uh, invites Charlotte to come kick it during this thing. And, uh, she, she's like, okay, yeah, let's do that. So they, um, go out and like see some stuff. They, you know, hook up and, you know, kind of having this little romantic fling, romantic fling thing going on. And then one morning, um, uh, no, I already forgot the names. 
Elizabeth is the prodigy. She's like, yeah, she's the new, the new one. Okay. Um, Elizabeth isn't feeling very well. So, um, what's the other one's name? Charlotte gives her (laughs) some medication. Charlotte gives her some medication and she's like, are you sure you want to continue? And she's like, yeah, let's continue. And, um, basically they go get on this bus and they don't really fit. She doesn't really feel good. And what happens? She doesn't feel good. And then like, she really doesn't feel good. And they're riding on the bus and, and it just kind it's of all becomes... like Japanese or South Korean or something people. So they yeah. don't speak English. Yeah. There's like one dude who speaks some English luckily, but pretty much like all hell breaks loose. And this girl's getting super sick and she's like saying, I'm going to vomit everywhere. No, no, that's and, not like, what she said. I'm going to shit myself yes. everywhere. Yeah. I know. I was going to say that next, dude. Like, what's the difference? Well, that, that that was a big scene. Yeah, I was about to say it, though. That's the annoying thing. Well, that happened first. Yeah, I know, but, like, she's like... Oh, dude, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. I was still going to say she shit, was going to shit herself. Yeah. Did, did you feel bad for her? Yeah, I did. That's like you when we go places. No, it's not, though. I'm <laughs> fine. I just have to vomit sometimes. Um... <laughs> And then, um, yeah, there's this, like, real awkward scene where she's, like, can't even move because she thinks she's going to, like, poop. Poop. Like that guy yeah. at the convention. Yeah, but, like, it's, like, I've never really seen anything like that in movies. I was, like, oh, my God, this is, like, awkward. It's it, gross. Green Inferno has a scene like that. Really? Yeah. But, yeah, so it's, like, and the bus driver is, like, getting pissed and he doesn't speak any English and it's, like... Yeah. You're just like so. It's so anxiety-inducing because they're in the middle of nowhere on this bus, and there's everyone else on the bus is then freaking out because they're thinking this girl has some major disease, and I think they might have known about the disease or something, and they they don't want to catch it. So then they get off the bus, and she proceeds to poop all over the ground. Yeah, but so they, they don't back. show it, right? Um, I think they do. What? Really? I didn't know that. A little bit. I think there's... I'm pretty sure there was, like... Yeah, she's, like, standing there, le- crouched over oh, in, in front of the bus, which is embarrassing. Like, she didn't even go into... <laughs> there's, like, the really nowhere anything. to Everyone go. Everyone on the bus is watching her. It's... Yeah, but, yeah. It's, that was uncomfortable. Yeah, so... Um, so, what what do you think, like, up to this point? I was really into it. I was like, oh, crap. Like, this is gonna be, like, a crazy infection movie, but, like, high drama, mm. too. Um, and then she basically, you know, goes and throws up and the, like they start moving the bus again and she throws up all over the window cause she can't get the window down, which that's another anxiety scene because like trying to like get the window down real fast. Like you ever like have to throw up and you're like, you like <laughs> panic cause you don't want to throw up like on yourself or like on other people. Yeah. But like she couldn't get the window down. So yeah. Um, she throws up on, on the window. It's like this yellow gross shit. And then her friend, notices that there's bugs inside her throw up and she's just fucking straight panic after that which i think any of us would yeah like straight panic like holy fuck holy hell Uh, i got bugs inside (laughs) me i got bugs inside me there's bugs in me i gotta get to a hospital there's bugs 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 like i would freak the fuck out you know what i mean that's like nightmare Um, shit uh, yeah that's one thing that really grosses me out in movies if there's anything that like 
makes me sick to my stomach. It is that. So I, I guess that's what they mean by the reviews that this movie's making people vomit because, yeah. you know, it does. It did make me a little sick. I mean, the bugs, I feel like, didn't look overly realistic. They looked, they looked pretty trash. decent. Yeah, like, they looked they decent look enough. But the concept is there. Yeah, but, like... I don't know why they just didn't throw bugs on the window. Like, grab a couple maggots and splat it in that yellow stuff. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I agree with that. And then there's a later scene where I think it looks even worse. It still kind of grosses me out, but it, it, it's not as vomit-inducing as it could have been. But, yeah. um... Yeah, so that happens, and then, and, you know, at that point, the bus driver's just like, uh, you know, you guys are uh, crazy. Get the hell Please. off my bus. And they're like, we're in the middle of freaking nowhere, and, um, you know, the Charlotte girl, she kind of starts reminding me of me when I just start getting freaking pissed at people, and, like, mm-hmm. she's, like, yelling, like, we're in the middle of effing nowhere, you can't do this, and she's, like, saying F you and all that, so... Then they're left in the middle of nowhere, and then the girl's still freaking out, and they're trying to walk, but the girl, things are just kind of getting worse, and, um... Yeah, uh, her skin starts itching, and essentially, she got bugs crawling in her skin, and mm-hmm. her friend pull, pulls out a, like, mach- uh, meat cleaver out of fucking nowhere, and yeah. is like, you know what you have to do, and she fucking chops off her arm, and then we get a, f- like, flashback scene. And then we get all these reveals. And um, basically, then we get the aftermath of what happened there and how these characters deal with it. And it essentially gets into like this Me Too type um, storyline. Uh huh. And yeah, so that I would say that's the plot with, with trying yeah. to be a little bit more vague. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... So this girl chops her arm off, and she's a fucking cellist. Well, she yeah, she chops off her... Hand. Hand. Made, like Which, obviously... Okay, dude, I'm just saying, like, it's the hand is what you need to do cellist stuff, and without that, she's pretty much reduced to nothing, because that's her big talent in life. That's kind of how she's making it big in life, and mm-hmm. making a career and all that out of it, but... It's kind of sad, hand, because it's like... Basically, the character, people around her do not, like, they just don't care, per se. They're just like, you're essentially useless to us now. So it's like, we don't really have a need for you anymore. Yeah, exactly. And which is messed up, but that's like, that's the point of the movie to like, feel that. Um, And then, like I said, it gets into this Me Too type thing. And I think this is a, a good example of a Me Too movement movie which that's it's not a rape revenge because that's more of like woman goes out and gets raped in the woods and then she comes back and kills everybody that's Mm -hmm. a rape revenge like these new type of movies these uh there was another one called like mfs or something from something i forget what it was but that was another one of those that i would call um like the me too subgenre which um, is more about the corruption of um, the establishment, whether it's you know school or or something else, of people sexually abusing others, um, and sort of more of like a power um, using you know taking advantage of type thing versus the 
you know, random hillbillies rape some chick in the woods. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which obviously is still bad, but it's it's a different type of movie um, where this one's more about the, you know, corruption and, and you know, the, the society versus, like, crazy rednecks. Yeah, yeah. So... I mean, and what? So, what do you think about this movie? Once you figure all that out, and you kind of get all these twists and turns. Well, like, once it once it went away from the infection aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, the way that they tell the the flashback stuff, like what happened before that hand chop moment, I hated how they like rewind the film. Yeah, I just don't like it. It's just I've seen it done before. I just think that it's lame. It takes me out of the movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would rather just, like, a flashback. Yeah, I agree. I really didn't care for that. And also, it's like, when that scene hits, I was kind of like, oh, boy, here we go. Because, I don't know, I was really into the... I uh, I do like infection movies because I think they're pretty gross and you just don't know what's going to happen. And this one was particularly insane, the way it was going. So I was really kind of into it. And then... Once that scene hits and the rewind happens, I, I just was like... Did you uh, kind of know that it was going in a different direction at that point? Yeah, I did. Because I, I, you know, I had seen that there were twists and stuff in this movie, too. So it's like I knew, I knew something was going to happen. Mm. I didn't know exactly how, what kind of twists they were. Like, if mm. they involved the actual entire plot like it does. Or if it was just, like, minor things. But this one, in this case, it's definitely a major thing. So it's like I knew it was coming, but yeah. I was kind of not really feeling it. Yeah, um, I I think that where it goes is good. I think the way they reveal things at the end of the film is good. Um, but I knew that like there's a scene where the one girl is forced to play the cello in front of the group, and mm. if she like messes up, then something happens. And I knew that there's because there's like a little twist right after that where you um find out more about like characters and what they're doing and i knew that that was going to happen like i knew it um so that that kind of bugged me a little bit um and i think that i think overall it is a very strong film and it does make you feel like pretty bad like especially the way they shoot when you find out what's going on, the way they shoot that scene of the dude coming towards the girl, mm-hmm. like that's <laughs> creepy. Um, but I don't know how believable. Yeah. The, like the whole reason why the character motivation for like, you know, once you get that rewind and you find out that this person did this and then you're like, okay, um, I'm not sure if I agree with the motivation there. Like, I feel like there's easier ways to like do what you're trying to do. Yes. It seemed, it seemed a little far fetched. It was, it works for a biggest... shock moment for a movie. Like, it's like, oh wow, that's crazy. But like, <clears throat> I feel like when you have the subject matter of, um, this rape and, and things, I feel like it almost, cheapens it a little bit because it makes mm. that aspect feel unrealistic and you want the the rape stuff to be realistic because obviously that's part of your statement yeah that's that, that's definitely my biggest issue with the movie is like i said i wanted i kind of wanted the infection movie because i 
I just thought I liked where it was going at first, but once you kind of get the twist, I was, I, I could have been along for the ride, but I just thought they were very, very ridiculous and, and over the top, I guess, the stuff that these characters are doing just for the uh, final thing that happens at the end, of course, and um, that alone just kind of really uh, kind of brought the movie down for me, honestly. Like, I, I see a lot of people really praising this one, and I can understand them liking it, but for me, the twist, I like my twists and things like that, but I just thought these ones were extremely just unbelievable and ridiculous. I mean, it just didn't work for me at all, if I'm being completely honest. Really? Hmm. Yeah. That actually kind of surprised me. I thought you would have liked this one a little bit more. What do you feel about, like, the Me Too aspect? The Me Too I mean, movement? Which is, like, I don't know if you saw an MFA movie from, like, two years no. ago. There was that one, and then there was another one, too that I had seen, but I feel like these are starting to become like a thing, which makes sense with the climate that we're in. Yeah. Like, what do you feel about them? I don't know. Like, I just, I'm, I'm definitely not a huge fan. If I'm being honest, I mean, I understand it's like, why why are you not a big fan? I don't know. I just think some people are, does it like make you feel too uncomfortable? Like you don't like the rape aspect of it? And like you're, no, cause you're just, a woman and stuff. I don't know. I just kind of roll my eyes a little bit. What? I hate being that guy. It's like, I just hate people. Are t- I hate feminists and all that type of stuff. And I just feel like people say me too. And it's just like, oh, a guy patted me on the back once. That means I was molested. Like, I just feel like it's gone out of control when some women are overdramatic. So it's like. Dude, Jay Murphy is going to be pissed. I don't really care what he thinks because he deleted me on Facebook. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you want to bring him up again, go ahead. Um, anyway, but uh, I just I don't really have an opinion on it, I guess. I mean, the movie, I, I understand what it's trying to get across, but it's like I kind of agree with you where it almost cheapens the end effect a little bit mm-hmm. with the convolution. And I think that's also my big problem is it feels like this movie's got two different stories going on. You get the beginning and then the I, I will agree like, with you in. that I like the beginning story better than the, the, what the actual story is. Yeah, exactly. Like I was hoping for that type of movie. I mean, it, obviously we've seen infection movies like that before and, um, it probably wouldn't be overly original, but it's like, I don't know. I was really into it. I thought, just the chaos and the anxiety and all that. Uh, I was really hoping that that's what you're going to get out of this movie. But like I said, I did go into it knowing there were twists and stuff like that. So I knew something probably was going to eventually happen, but I just really, I I really didn't like the second half too much. I didn't even, we didn't even mention like who directed this or any of that, which we normally do. Oh yeah. Um, But I I was almost positive that this was going to be directed by a woman, but I was wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, true. It was a male. I don't think he's done anything else that I that I knew of. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, let's get into ratings. I guess I will rate first. Um, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I did have a few issues with the stuff that you did. Maybe not as much as you did, but I still thought it was a pretty solid film. Um, I like the beginning stuff more. I do like the like sort of anxiety that it gave me. I do feel it was a little convoluted, but I actually really like the like love aspect early on too. I felt like these girls had very good chemistry together and fit yeah. really well. Um, 
and I think that I gave it a seven out of, and a half out of ten. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like I was really along for the ride at the beginning. I do agree. The two girls, I think, work pretty well together. But it's just once you get all the twists and you find out what's going on, uh, I just really wasn't into it. I kind of was at first. The first twist, I was like, all right, all right, let's see how crazy this gets. And then you kind of get like, I think, one or two more of those rewind sequences. And I'm just to that point. I just thought it was very unbelievable and uh, really kind of dropped my rating on it. So for this movie, I only gave it a 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10. All right. Yeah. So. All right. So. I I would say check it out. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. You don't need to explain yourself. I think you did fine explaining that. Um, Yeah, so that's episode what? 27. 27. Um, we got some more free time now because uh, 22 Shots is kind of wrapped for the summer. Um, so I'm looking forward to coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been watching... It, dude, it's so funny. I looked at my letterbox the other night. I'm like on pace to break my record last year. Like I'm already ahead of pace from what I had last year, which was like 402. And uh-huh. I'm already at like use something um without even getting to the final like section of like because i always do like october i watch like 60 and then like november december is really high numbers because i'm preparing for the end of the year show Mm -hmm. so like i don't even know what the hell's going on with me (laughs) like i just said last year how like i will never watch that many movies again because like it just i was like burnt out but like i'm almost like used to it by now yeah, I know. I keep I do the same thing, but it's like at this point, I watch a movie pretty much every night before bed unless I'm extremely tired. And, you know, it's not like I'm really cramming in a million movies a day. It's just like a ritual to put on a movie after work. And I'm at 187 watches right now, and I'm actually pretty sure that's uh, ahead of schedule as well compared to last year. I haven't really looked into that much, but, um, I mean, that's pretty crazy. I never... You know, yeah. I never really watched this many movies ever in my lifetime before getting yeah. into all this horror stuff and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. And I've been doing track. a fair balance of stuff, too. Like, I've been hitting up, like, Blu-rays and DVDs that I have in my collection that I haven't, um, you know, finished or haven't mm-hmm. watched yet. I've been watching, like, stuff on streaming. I've been doing 22 shots stuff. So, like, especially now that I have a little break, it's nice to watch whatever the freak I want for a change again, which is pretty nice. Um, So, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. But, yeah, so that's it for episode 27 of the Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast. you have any final words? Um, I do not. All right, well, it is my pick next episode, so I will pick something and you will watch it. Uh, That I will. That is fair. All right. So we'll see you guys then. Thank you for listening. Peace.